Well, hello everybody, and welcome back to the other castle. My name is Tom. Hi, Tom. I'm Andrea, and to you I extend a halo. A halo. Well, I say halo to you as well. Yes. Oh, that's good. You like that? That was one? really good. I'm not proud of it. I wasn't ready for it, but I came back with it. Okay. Because <laughs> I kind of hate myself for it, so if you're enjoying it, at least one of us is happy. Well, if you haven't guessed yet, this episode we are talking about Halo 2. And here on The Other Castle, every week what we do is we talk about video games and their storylines. So if you haven't already listened to it, we do have an episode about the first game in the Halo series, Halo Combat Evolved. That was our season one finale, actually, was the first Halo. Andrea had never experienced any kind of Halo before. <laughs> she didn't even watch, like, the Halo the movie on YouTube or whatever. She, uh... She... I'd seen Red versus Blue, yeah. out of context, knowing nothing about Halo, and so it made no sense to me. <laughs> she started off absolutely hating it by thinking, you know, gamer fuel and all that stuff and just gamer rage and all the, what would you say? The sweatiness of it all. The sweatiness of it all, right. It's just real greasy. And you thought that that was going to reflect in the actual gameplay. And then when you actually heard the story and what it was about, you got so oh, sucked in. I'm sold. It's a, it's a zombie game now. <laughs> yeah. That was fucking sick. And now there's space politics. It's rad. And space religions. Yeah. And, I get it. Yeah, they, they did a lot with, with Halo 2, didn't they? Yeah, I, I high-key fuck with this. Still haven't played it. No desire to, because again of the fan base. But right. I'm kind of in. Halo 1 came out, fucking, this is why you need to get the Xbox. This is the moment for Xbox. And it, like, came up to the plate and was like, yes, buy the Xbox. Yeah, that was the system seller for Xbox, definitely. That was at Super Mario Brothers. Oof, that's really cool. Um, So good for them. And so then, obviously, they needed the big follow-up with Halo 2. And uh, I would say they went really ambitious with this. Something that we're seeing with a lot of gaming companies lately is getting very ambitious with their storytelling. And a lot of the things in doing the research on the history of Halo 2, it might be at fault for the crunch culture that we are experiencing today in gaming. Um, today, <laughs> as we record this, we are in a post-Cyberpunk 2077 world. <laughs> And uh, if you haven't been following up on that, uh, that is one of the, probably will go down in history as one of the biggest gaming disasters that's ever occurred in terms of just... This is up there with you 2 downloading their album to every iPod and iPhone. Yeah, this is... <laughs> like, this... It's invasive and bad. You know, they, they developed a game for current gen systems on current gen systems for the last eight years, which is how long the current generation has been around for. And then they released the game and it didn't work on current gen systems. It only worked on PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and really, really high-end PCs. And apparently you can't even get the parts that you need for the really high-end PCs even. So yeah, hardly anybody could even play this game. So you could almost blame Halo 2 for the crunch culture that we're experiencing today because they, at the 10-month mark, had to make some extreme major changes to the game. They had to cut out the entire end level. They had to do a whole bunch of, like, really, you know, it's controversial and brave decisions. Uh, you know, they were working seven days a week, 100 hours a week, every single week, not seeing their families. And they managed to bust that game out in about 10 months, which is... 
absolutely incredible. Oh, for and for how good it looks, like it's it's beautiful and the story is dope as shit. Yeah, it's uh it was they really upped the ante in terms of from like Halo 1 to Halo 2. It wasn't just like I, I think one of my favorite things I heard somebody say was I was expecting Halo 1.5, but I wasn't expecting what I ended up getting because <laughs> they made so many great leaps and bounds. So anyway, let's get into it. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> there is. There's a whole lot. And there's a great, like, behind-the-scenes making-of documentary of Halo 2 if you want to hear the full story about it. It's very fascinating. That, like, honestly deserves its own episode in and of itself because they really, really pushed to get that game out. They had a very, very small window to get it out. Xbox 360 was coming out, but they wanted this to be a game on the original Xbox. It's a whole thing. Look into it. I really highly recommend it. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's a documentary made by Bungie. And it's and it's not, they don't pull punches even. They're they are a little vicious at each other about it. So definitely check it out. <laughs> All right. So the year is 2552, which means that this is the product of 2019 Space Force. Yeah. At work. Absolutely. 2019 Space Force. This is the future projection of what we end up getting with that. In about 530 years, we will have our own Master Chief. We'll have Master Chiefs running around. And like, ironically, it will be sponsored by Microsoft. Yeah. Be like, <laughs> Not Powered by Cortana. Unironically, Un-ironically yeah. It'll just, still be Cortana. It's and... just like, fuck it, we're gonna lean in. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So just so know where your ancestors are going. Kids. Right. <laughs> They're going to make this a reality which is sad because this gets scary uh so let's go into a few things about it you know it was the best-selling xbox title it had over 8.6 million copies by the end of, of the xbox's life it was it only came out one year before the end of the xbox's life cycle however uh it went on into xbox 360 because xbox 360 had backwards compatibility so it remained the number one game on xbox live for two years into the 360's lifespan and uh it wasn't until gears of war came out that it actually finally dropped off to um number two god damn so as much as Halo 1 was the system seller for Xbox. Halo 2 was the seller for Xbox Live. So Halo 2 invented what we know of online console gaming today. The way the matchmaking is set up, that was entirely invented by Halo 2, and it is still followed today. Your Overwatch, your Apex Legends, they still use those same systems that they developed way back then on Halo 2, which is just crazy. You not saying Fortnite really shows your age. <laughs> really, does it? I feel I like Fortnite's so. an older game now, isn't mm, it? No, no, Grandpa. Well, I guess Master Chief's on Fortnite now. Exactly. Yeah. Great segue. Oh my gosh, that's right. They, they did just incorporate Master Chief into Fortnite, didn't they? Yeah. I don't know. I don't play Fortnite. Grandpa. <sighs> thanks. I appreciate that. But yeah, so it, it wrote the playbook. And so thanks to a lot of the things that we're about to talk about here today is uh, we're still seeing as relevant today. And a lot of the storylines that you're going to hear about in this i mean i i saw so many references to things that we see in video gaming today that we see in movies today we see a lot of like references that halo was just the original for which i think is really cool yeah totally all right so halo one ended off with the original halo ring destroyed master chief won. he defeated the covenant and this game is opening up with our new character he is a covenant general okay 
They're so gross looking too. Can I just say it's like District Nine and sad? Yeah, they are. Ugh. They are ugly creatures. I, I think I described them as kind of like reptilian creatures. I would say. Yeah, you used the word bipedal. Which bipedal, yes, yeah, so was a fun one. You learned but a new word with that. Yeah, it's just it's gnarly seeing them, and like the remastered version of this game is so beautiful. Like it does read like a kind of cheap sci-fi, but you know this is technology from six years ago. It, totally, it does look gorgeous, and these are creepy as shit. Yeah, they did do the anniversary edition at the 10 year mark for the game and they completely remastered it it looks so incredibly stunning it looks like like andrea kept saying she's like this just looks like star wars at this point <laughs> it looks like, like a shitty star wars yeah it, but it looks really great uh the, the, the updated graphics on it are top notch absolutely so we open up with this new character he's a covenant general basically he was the guy who was in charge of stopping master chief and clearly he failed he didn't do it no so he is being brought before like basically a huge tribunal of covenant soldiers uh yeah so there's these three guys they're called the prophets they're prophet regret prophet truth and Prophet Harmony. This guy's being brought before them to basically be held accountable for failing his mission to protect the Halo. Ugh. And so they're they're stripping him of all his armor and they just start torturing him in front of all these crowds of people. Then we just cut immediately over to uh, Master Chief and his new friend, Sergeant Johnson. So Sergeant Johnson's this, he's, you know, in charge of the military. He's Master Chief's number two, but he is number one of the military. So everybody takes their orders from Sergeant Johnson. Sergeant Johnson only takes orders from Master Chief. He's great. He's he's loud. He's, he's rambunctious. He's just a very, he's a fun guy. Uh, so he and, and Master Chief, they go off. And it's really funny because you didn't see this in the video that you watched, but in the game, Gameplay, you take a tram ride that is a complete and total ripoff of the opening of Half-Life. That's great. So it's a 20 minute, like two mile an hour route around the facility, just looking at shit. Right. It's not necessarily 20 minutes. It's really only about a minute long. Okay. But yeah, you are just, you're complete in the exact same kind of tram ride oh. that you do. You're looking around and everything. That's great. What Master Chief is doing is now he is being brought up before the council of like the world or whatever. Of Americans? Well, it's not even America. It's it's like a united world at this point, you know. Because a council of Americans would be so <laughs> depressing. Council of Americans. That sounds so American just to call <laughs> at that i know <laughs> it's just a bunch of dudes in a room but like anyway so anyway it's a, it's a military uh celebration everybody's applauding him and everything and they keep jumping back and forth between this covenant soldier being tortured and master chief being awarded and it's this really like cool but dark like back and forth that they keep doing and uh, really impressed in the direction of the of these cinematics that they had in this game especially so we meet sergeant johnson and then we also in this scene are meeting miranda keys and so who she is, is her father was basically Master Chief's right hand through the first game. If you remember the first game, Master Chief uh, comes upon him and he's like grown into the wall as part of the flood. And he has to basically kill him, punch him through the face. If you remember that whole sequence, she's being commended and receiving an award for her father's sacrifices in this scene. She is voiced by Julie Benz. Julie Benz? No way. Yeah. She was Dexter's girlfriend who dies in the greatest season finale of that show. That's right. She is in Dexter, yeah. And in Angel, she's his... His mom. And his sire. baby mama? Baby mama, mother, sire. When it comes to vampires, it sounds incestuous, 
But there's no, like, blood relation. Because there's no blood. Because there's no blood. But um bum Yeah, that's good. You're welcome. So, as Master Chief is receiving his award, alarms start going off, and there's a fleet of Covenant that are approaching the ceremony. So their ceremony is being held kind of in, like, international space stations just outside of Earth orbit. Probably, like, 30 of them floating out there. And they're much bigger than International Space Station. Like, these people are walking around. They're in tunnels. It looks like, you know, Star Trek kind of corridors. My dumbass is like, oh, like Xenon, girl of the 21st century. <laughs> sure, exactly like that. You know, that's it's basically the opening of the game. That's the tutorial. But during this whole section, uh, you he's looking out the window and you hear them say, oh my God, the Covenant are retreating. The Covenant are retreating. This is great. Everybody, we're, we're winning. And then that space station explodes out in the distance and you see it blow oh, up. Oh, shit. And then they realize, okay, so the Covenant were just coming onto these space stations, dropping off bombs, and then dipping, and then blowing up these space stations. So Master Chief's just like, well, that means there's a bomb on this space station because the Covenant are on my space station. I gotta go stop this. Oof. Also, genius play. Right? It's not a bad plan. It's better than suicide bombing. Yeah. You know, fight, 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 win, 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 and you get to the bomb and you stop it just in time. You're reunited with your friend Cortana, which was the uh, advanced AI from the first game, and which is what they named Microsoft's Cortana after, after all. So she's back in your body and she manages to stop the bomb and Master Chief's like, how much time did we have? She's like, you don't want to know. Their back and forth is so cheese dick, isn't it? Does she want to fuck him? It's so, it's hard to say, you know? I, the I, fact that it's ambiguous and you don't have a hard answer is worrying. Uh, well, right? And she's just a computer program. She's not a real person, but she's very advanced AI. Like she wants to fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like Scarlett Johansson and her. This is literally her with a hologram. Oof. Yeah, she's a That's physical a lot. <laughs> Master Chief calls up his boss and he's like, permission to leave this space station. And the guy's like, what the fuck? Why do you want to leave the space station? He's like, I want to give the Covenant back their bomb. And so there's like, permission granted. So it's a... It, America! The whole sequence, you can't control Master Chief. This is all just sit back, relax, and watch the whole thing. But yeah, so they open the pod bay doors. He just basically jumps out with a giant bomb and just falls through space and manages to land it right onto one of the Covenant space stations, sets it off, flies 20 feet away, and watches as, like, the biggest explosion in the universe occurs. And he's, you know, he's fine. Go America. And it's very, like, these are the Marines. If you join the Marine Corps, you can do this mission in real life. <laughs> like Right, exactly. So we get this really abrupt cut to a completely different scene in a completely different area where the Marines are starting to receive a distress signal from Prophet Regret. And they're hearing this distress signal coming from, in Cairo, from probably some of the, what are the those pyramids pyramids yes the pyramids master chief's like all right we got to go and fuck up this prophet guy because why is he sending out coordinates to this area so they dip out they go into cairo welcome so, to earth welcome to earth right so yeah they hyped up the fact that you're gonna fight on earth like a big time like that was part of the like the campaign is taking you home yeah the campaign is taking you home 100 we're already on level two and we're like Yes, let's we're on Earth. Let's fuck shit up. The Covenant are here to kill the humans. Like, we need to defeat them. Because this is the generation that has seen the Eiffel Tower blow up a million times, San Francisco get pulled into the ocean a million times. We're like, we've seen this imagery in every movie. Let us do it. Right, exactly. I mean, God, we even see it in our real life. They've seen plenty of things blowing up in their real life, you know? Yeah. Okay, so we're on this battle 
on planet Earth, and this giant, it's like the Covenant's tank. And Oof. what it is, is it's like a giant spider. It's a four-legged spider. And it's, yeah, it's just like in Wild Wild West. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> oh. And it's a big four-legged thing, and it's it's controlled. It's not like sentient or anything, but it is a Covenant battleship. And you gotta defeat it. And so you're going after it, and you, you, you know, you're Master Chief. So you, you kill everything on it, and then you run inside, and you blow it up. And then as soon as you blow it up, the Covenant... It's like main mothership that dropped off the tank is realizing, oh, fuck, the humans might actually beat us. Let's dip out. It starts taking off and they have a special type of hyperdrive that basically opens up a portal and you're not really supposed to use it on a planet. It's something that you're really supposed to only use out in outer space. Master Chief is on a spaceship and he's with that Commander Keys girl and Sergeant Johnson and they're chasing after this ship because they see it going through this portal and they're like, no, we got to catch him. We don't know where it's going. We need to catch up with them. We need to be with them. So they haul ass, they haul ass, haul ass. And just as that portal's closing, it closes around their ship and they get through and it's the last thing. (laughs) And it's a fucking nuclear bomb goes off and destroys all of Egypt. Like just decimates it, which is terrible. But like, that's why you're not supposed to fire that off on a planet. It's supposed to be done out in space. That's wild. So now that they made it through that little portal, we are back with that Covenant General. So they didn't, they didn't kill him during that torture scene. They just tortured him. So he's being led away by two new types of villain for the game. These new bad guys, they're called the Brutes. So where the Covenant are reptilian-like, I would call these guys more ape-like, would you? Yeah, yeah, they've got a peach fuzz and they are ape-like. Yeah, they're they're white-haired apes, but they've got blue they've got like a bluer skin as opposed to like a an ape skin. It's a Winston. Yeah, it's kind of a Winston kind of character. So they're the Brutes. There's not much variety in them. As far as the gameplay goes, there's just bigger versions of them, which take a little bit longer to kill in the end. But they didn't put a lot of effort, I would say, into these characters for <laughs> as far as... It was crunch culture. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it was crunch culture. We don't really get a whole lot of new villain styles in this, but the Brutes are the new guys. They're kind of guards and they're dragging the general towards the prophets again. But this time it's not in front of an entire audience of people. It's just in front of two of the three prophets. I I believe these ones are truth and mercy because regret was hologramming in before. (laughs) Regret was on a Zoom call. He was someone who was holding the iPad up. (laughs) They have shit to do. One of them has to work remote sometimes. It's okay. So they start talking, the prophets do, about this thing called the Great Journey. And so it's basically, if you remember from the first Halo, they kind of deified Halo, the Covenant did. They worshipped it. They saw it as something as holy. And the prophets, what they say is that Halo will allow them to go on the Great Journey. They don't explain what the Great Journey is. But, like, if you know cults... Right. A journey doesn't really mean road trip, honey. <laughs> it J- means you should write a letter to mom. <laughs> Journey's an ending. Yeah. It's not a beginning or at a- all. Or ascending, you should be aware of the word ascension. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. And sometimes... You know, going to that great baseball game in the sky. (laughs) It's a cult. So the prophets send the brutes away and leave the general just there with them. And so they start talking to him. And the basic gist is what they say is, listen, we get that you fucked up. You lost. You deserved your punishment. But we know that you're a true believer. You're not somebody who is going against the covenant. You just did a bad job at your one job. Do you think... 
things would have been better for him if he just would have gone down with the ship. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the way things go in his life going forward. Fair enough. He probably wanted to go down with the ship after okay. this. Tell us what happens next in his life, speaking of. So the prophets start talking about another covenant general that they're referring to as the heretic. Oh. Right. The cult language is rough in this one. <laughs> the, Damn. Like I said, the religion gets really heavier in this one. Wait, instead of this being a cult, how funny would this be if it were an MLM? Ooh, what would they be selling? Plasma grenades? Space security? <laughs> anyway. Sticky bombs? Yeah. Flood insurance? Flood insurance. Yeah. For your spaceship. But different kind of flood. But um, Bob. Yeah, oh, I, I'm go. embarrassed how long that took me. <laughs> but like, wouldn't it be great if this was just an allegory for someone? For something else? Yeah, just like, I don't want to, I don't care about your Tupperware. I'm a Pyrex woman. Right. Leave me alone. <laughs> so they start talking about the heretic and how he keep, he's running around speaking out against the covenant, even though he is a member of the covenant. And so that's a, like the same ranking that homeboy's at, right? Yeah, they're pretty much same rank. So they're peers. That's yeah, they're cool. peers. Then they introduce us to a title in the covenant army called the Arbiter. The Arbiter. Right. You, and this is what we end up knowing this character. This Because like they never give this covenant general a name at any point. Until, out of shame. Yeah, right? <laughs> Seriously. We get to know him as... The Arbiter. It's just like Master Chief. We don't know what Master Chief's real name is. We never learn what Master Chief's real name is. I think it's Randy. Okay. Why? Guts. Okay. I mean, the way we were talking about it is that Master Chief would be just like some dude in San Diego. Yeah. Okay. So at the end of the day, this is just a branch of the Marines. Right. So if you know a Marine... You know, his name's Randy. <laughs> you know, he lives in San Diego and he has a lot of opinions about tacos and mm, 90s screaming bands. Probably drives a Mustang. Yeah, and there's Papa Roach playing out of it. You know this guy. And that's okay. That's fine. You know what? He adopted a dog and he loves the shit out of the dog and he it's gives true. that dog a nice life. And his wife is in an MLM. It all comes back around. <laughs> back around yeah. the MLM. She's blonde. She has short blonde hair. She's got two and a half kids. She's, you know, Pinteresting some shit up onto their kitchen that says live, laugh, fuck in Halo. And she's got some sex toys to sell you. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. True romance party. That's why Master Chief's is space. Because <laughs> that's the reality he has to come home to in San Diego. So the Arbiter, I would call it kind of the Covenant's Black Panther in a way. It's also just their Master Chief. It's really because you're going to end up playing as the Arbiter. And it's for... really just magic armor. Yeah, it's really just magic armor. It just makes them uh, better armor. Uh, yeah, so Arbiter and Master Chief split this game for Halo 2, which was not a popular decision, as it turns out. Stairs in Last of Us 2? Yeah, for some reason, gamers really really hate playing as the former villain. They love a game where you start as the villain. Like, if you're going to be the bad guy in a video game, at, like, the first title, you have to be the bad guy. Okay. But what I'm seeing is they hate it when you play as the bad guy from the first fucking game. Fair enough. They just hate it. Last of Us 2. She's not even the bad guy in that She's not even the bad one. guy in the first game. Joel is. But she kills the hero of the first game. True. So, like, fair. Sorry, spoiler alert for Last of Us 2, oh, by shit. the way, if you haven't heard that one. It's been spoiled since before the game came out. It's true. That came out, fairness. like, long before the game came like out. Like a year or so. And if you've been completely ignoring gamer rage for the last, I don't know, year. You haven't heard about The Last of Us Part 2, then. Yeah. What you doing here? Why are you listening to this show? This is weird. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, again, gamers just don't like playing as the villain of their hero for some reason. Yeah. I dig it. I liked playing as Arbiter. I thought that was a cool character. He has pretty neat uh, abilities. He can go invisible 
for like 20 seconds, which I think is a pretty cool ability. Like we just played through what Miles Morales. Yeah. <laughs> and it, same shit. A lot of the same abilities actually from that game was something we saw hit here in Halo 2. Yeah. He doesn't have the swagger of a what's that fucking review? Oh, the right. swagger of a black teen with this the is exaggerated not me. swagger of a black the teen. Exaggerated that's the worst thing. Like <laughs> the worst thing. Can you imagine being a whole ass game reviewer and putting that down and saying, Yup. That's the right that's thing to say. That's the sentence to stand by. <laughs> oh, fuck. Arbiter is now suited up and his job is to stop the heretic. Aren't all our jobs to stop the heretics? So here's who the heretic is and why and what he's saying. If you remember from the first game, there was a character called the Monitor. It was this little eyeball... Like Wheatley. Like Wheatley from Portal to... It's a floating AI consciousness. And its job was to protect Halo. And what it was doing was it tried to get Master Chief to activate Halo in the first game and destroy 25 light years worth of life without telling Master Chief that that's what was going to happen. Again, go back and listen to our first episode to understand what I'm talking about. Monitor, after Halo was destroyed, kind of didn't have anywhere to go. And he ran into this character. Again, we're not given his real name. We just know him as Heretic. But he runs into Heretic and he kind of explains to him what the purpose of Halo is. And the purpose of Halo is to prevent the Flood from spreading throughout the galaxies. And in doing so, it will destroy all life in a 25 light year radius. Meaning, it's designed to kill everything. Everything. It's like the worst bug bomb. Right. And so the heretic has discovered that that's what the great journey actually is. Oh, it's death? It's just killing everyone. And the prophets, it's unclear if they're aware of this. However, the prophets are very clearly old as fuck. And as we learn with old as fuck people, they don't really mind killing off everybody else with them. They've seen their shit. They're cool. If they're at the very end of their life. That's why you end up seeing a lot of old people start saying like, the world's going to end in the next hundred years. They've been saying that for the last 10,000. So they're just at the end of their life. So they assume everything's going to fall apart after they're gone anyway. So dramatic. Old people tend to be. So that's who Heretic is, and that's why he's running around and gathering followers, because he's going around saying, hey, the prophets are lying to us. The prophets are going to kill everything, not just us, but everything. Instead of a pizza party, you die. Right. There is no, there's no winning in this one. So Arbiter is aware of where the Heretic is. So Arbiter is going after him at this point. Arbiter has kind of his own Sergeant Johnson for this game as well. He is just, he's the leader of the Covenant Army. He's pretty badass, if you ask me. I, I He, again, isn't given a name. Covenant, for some reason, they don't give each other names. I, mean, I don't even think they give him a title. Did you ever pick up on, like, anything from him? No, I could only tell it was him because half of his face was ripped off, so he had, like, a half-mechanical face. That right. shit was sick. I loved his face, yeah. So, as she described, so their mouths, the way the Covenant's mouths open, it's like they have four lips and they it, it's you said like the demigorgon from yeah. uh, stranger things so it kind of opens up like that but that's just their mouths it's not their whole face opening up like that it's just their mouths and two of them are ripped off on this guy and the, he only has two of them going so his mouth tentacles he does look really cool he's very memorable and he's he's yeah he's just a buddy to arbiter the whole time he's he's just kind of i think you were able to play co-op when you went with halo 2 so i think it was meant to be like you know your second player that you could play as that makes sense. So as they're entering their building, this general uh, Arbiter's buddy says he smells something familiar. Uh-oh. 
And as you walk through the next room, you're on this glass floor and you can see underneath and you can just see the flood taking out hundreds of Covenant. Like they're just killing everything in there. There's now there's big bloaters and everything. Like there's just there's a whole bunch of different flood bad guys in there. And you're just standing over there watching all your army getting destroyed. That's gnarly. So the heretic, he's just trying to get away because his job is to get the message out. He needs to, you know, don't stop the signal now kind of Totally. Guy. And he unleashes the flood on Arbiter and his troops. Oof. Yeah, he is not afraid to play dirty at all. So Arbiter and company, they're like, you know what? We got to destroy this base because there's too many flood here. You know, part of the Covenant's job is to wipe out the flood as well. Like they were protecting Halo for that very reason. Arbiter has to destroy this base and it's being held in the air, but like by a spaceship. So it's just kind of hovering, right? And floating out in outer space. And so Arbiter cuts all of the wires and then it falls for probably longer than the plane taking off <laughs> in the Fast and the Furious 6. <laughs> you know, it's just falling for about 45 minutes as he's casually like walking his way out of the building. Oh, he yeah. has to go through like four fight scenes. It was, it was a little frustrating to watch that very <laughs> long fall sequence. As it's still falling through the air, Arbiter manages to catch up to the heretic. Of course he does. Okay. And as he gets there, he's like, why are you saying this? What's making you do this? And then the little Oracle monitor guy pops up and he's like, hello, I am 343 Guilty Spark of the Halo Base 04. Heretic says, this guy told me the truth. He used to be on the Halo. This little robot knows what's going on. Arbiter is just like, okay, that's fine. You're still lying to people. And he kills... The heretic. Just like right there. Yeah. It I mean, seems... it, it is a battle, obviously. But it still seems like maybe you should have met him more than once. Yeah. I mean, Arbiter, he's he's a zealot himself. You know, he... You have to be. Yeah. He's, he's... And also, he just got promoted to like head zealot. Yeah. And like, <laughs> he could have been killed and they were like, okay, you can live if you like do our shit. So he's like, okay, I'm literally doing this for my life. Yeah. He owes them a life debt, essentially. Yeah. He gets the monitor and he goes, okay, tell me what you know. And just as the monitor is about to speak, he gets ripped out of the Arbiter's hands. Like, telepathically it looks like, but it turns out it's one of those big brute guys that we were mm. talking about before. And he's got this big hammer, and I guess has a magnet on it that sucked the monitor into him. He tosses it into like a tractor beam and stuff, and Arbiter's like, guy, he had the answers. I was gonna ask him what, what this is all about. And he's like, that's fine. You're wanted back on base. Uh -oh. And so Arbiter's like, alright, fine. So they just kind of take off. They're still on that falling platform, by oh. the way, during all this. This whole sequence was taking place during a falling sequence. I was falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same energy. Yeah, he's in that same world that Loki was falling through. Yeah, there's just a loose Loki floating by them at all times. So we do another abrupt cut. There's a lot of abrupt cuts between the characters. It's basically when their little story ends, it cuts immediately back to the other one. So we catch up with the Marines just where we left them off, which was following that Covenant ship through that portal, right? Yeah. They come out and they see where the Covenants were going, and it is towards a fully functioning, undestroyed Halo. Ooh. Which... Another one. They were not aware there was more than one. Oh, shit. So this must be, like, the scariest fucking thing, because they're all like, oh, there's a zombie ring. Right. They're like, we thought we won. But shit. Which is weird, because they should have pieced together in the first one when the monitor said he was watching 
Halo number four. You'd think, but they were but, like, maybe the first three were shitty. Yeah. <laughs> maybe this is like plan four. Right. The, the other ones have gone off. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get you. No. No. Four of a sequence. Four of several other fucking halos. They see it and they're immediately like, well, we know what to do with this one. Uh, but they're also still chasing Prophet Regret, who was on that spaceship that escaped. And he landed down on the Halo. Now, if you remember from the first one, Halos have a full ecosystem on them. Right. There's land and water. There's land, water, sky, plants. Like, it's a it's a full place. Covenant do live on it still. Like, Covenant are there. They're protecting it. They're doing their job. Because, again, the Covenant, they worship these places. Right. So they have to have, like, stations out. Yeah. They have little stations and everything. So this time, Master Chief, while he knows how to destroy one, he also knows, I gotta go after this Prophet Regret. So they fight their way through a temple. Um, it's one of the temples that he know, like they know which temple has like the shut off button and stuff for these things. There's the black box temple. Yeah. So they went after that one immediately. So they find a hologram of Prophet Regret and he's preaching and he's being like really fucking big about it. Like he is being full Baptist minister, Ooh. like trying like to rouse the crowd. Righteous gemstones about it. Oh, entirely. Now there's nobody listening or anything. Again, it's just a hologram. But what he's talking about is the great journey and how once we activate halo the great journey begins and how he's finally back and that he's here and that don't worry everybody we're gonna activate here in the next couple of minutes and so master chief's like god damn it we've got to stop this guy because again master chief knows what Halo's going to do and he also has american history which talks about jim jones and <laughs> <laughs> cult leaders yeah other cult leaders right exactly fucking heaven's gate i'm sure that came up when they were developing space force like you know what guys just in case they were right you keep an eye out for their away team right so of course the Covenant see that Master Chief has landed on Halo, and they send in the largest fleet that the Marine Corps has ever seen yeah. coming after him. America! Well, yeah. Master Chief, fuck yes, all of them. And he even manages to track down Prophet Regret. It's really unceremonious. Like, he tracks him down and just him? fucking kills him. Oh. <laughs> like, he, he kills him very unceremoniously. and Like, minor spoilers, John Wick 1, where he's just like, Poppy! <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, very much. Just, just, no, we're not going to fucking do this anymore. Kills him. That was the goal was to kill you. I'm not going to drag this out. Right. So after he kills the prophet, he does his Master Chief thing and he blows up the temple because that's what Master <laughs> Chief does. He's Indiana Jones. Yeah. Indiana Jones just leaving a trail of destruction in his path more so than like, this belongs in a museum. He's like, this deserves to be blown up. There you go. So as it blows up, he dives in the water and the explosion's actually big enough that it knocks him unconscious. Oh, shit. Yeah, like that's pretty bad if it knocks Master Chief unconscious. He's got a pretty thick helmet. Like, he, he really should be does. secure. Yeah, and he's out fucking cold. And then suddenly just this voice comes out of nowhere and it's this deep, dark, like really nope. kind of voice, you know? Don't trust that. And it just says, this is not your grave. Oh, shit. And then a tentacle comes up out of the water, grabs Master Chief by the leg, and pulls him under. What the fuck? Then we cut back to... Jesus Christ. I know. They do a lot of this cutting back and forth. Uh, it's really like, oh, fuck. So cinematic. I, right? There's, it's, I would say the theme of this game is cliffhanger. 
Yeah. Every scene has a cliffhanger. Like, um, was that Angels and Demons fucking The Da Vinci Code? 100%. And like, at the end of our sense, it's like, and then. Yeah, every chapter just left out, left you on a cliffhanger, which is the only reason that book was, like, addicting, was at the end of every <laughs> single chapter was, and then here's a new question. <laughs> You're welcome, fans of that. It's all Halo. Yeah. <laughs> That's all thanks to Halo, right? Yeah. Dan Brown owes everything to Halo. So much does, though, weirdly. Like, there's Fair. so many narrative, like, correlations that I see between other things in this. So, we cut back to the Arbiter, as we said. Arbiter. Uh, we're back on the Arbiter planet, on the Covenant planet. The prophets now... There's only two now, right? There's only two now, right. They're losing faith in the Covenant as their guardians. Because one, a third of them died? Because one third of them have died. Yeah, go figure. The heretic gained a lot of followers, even though he has been killed. He has gained a lot of followers, and they're starting to grow still. Oof. The prophets, yeah, I don't know that they're necessarily covenant species. They look like their own kind of species, don't they? They're yeah, they could be a, a different evolved or different form version of them, right? You know, like, like they, they higher... do still look a little wormy, wormy. Yeah, they they look like they might be the same subspecies. Yeah, but yeah, so they're no longer very trusting of the covenant. They're starting to lose faith in them, and the covenant are in turn starting to lose a little bit of faith in the prophets, especially having seen one of them get killed by Master Chief, because, you know, they kind of have this whole deifying of the prophets as well, and kind of being like, wait, you guys can die? And he was killed by a guy that has a lot of opinions about carne asada fries. <laughs> Their literal god was killed by someone who would take someone on a whole ass date to Waterworld. Right. Is it about religion or just San Diego or... <laughs> All of it. All of it. Yeah. So the prophets now have the monitor and they've been questioning it. And so they, I think, do have a general sense of what's going on. And they don't care, again, because they're old and they kind of always expected the great journey to result in death anyway. They just probably weren't aware that it would kill everything. They just probably thought, eh, it'll probably just kill our followers, but who cares about them? I feel like, no, they'd be like, yeah, it's gonna kill a bunch of people and like, like Thanos just kind of reset shit, fucking the greater good. I don't think they care. Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. They don't get great motivations from the prophets other than no. we're old and we want power and we want to control things. I look like a vulture. You should listen to me. Yeah. So they have the key, like it was the it's the same kind of key that we saw in the first game. It's it looks like a T, look like like the Tesla T. Yeah, I think the Tesla T is a fair shape. Yeah, it looks like the Tesla T, and that's the key that activates Halo, etc. Are you so glad it wasn't a code word? What? Like if he had to whisper in and be like, oh, like jelly beans <laughs> from the ancient like text. the nuclear codes just written down on a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm very glad it's not. No, just it's that. like the mummy where there's like a thing to unlock the book of the dead. Oh, that. Okay. <laughs> I get you. So Arbiter is still not aware of what Halo will do. Is he suspicious, though? He's starting to be suspicious. You know? Doubt! He's, he's starting to have some doubts, especially after the heretic. Like, he talked to the heretic, and then the brutes were really secretive, and now the prophets aren't letting him talk to the monitor still. So he's like, okay, is there something going on? Still, they gave me my powers. Kind of got to keep going with it, so. I'm not dead, so I'm not going to question it. But I could be dead soon, right? Like, is that the situation? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're on their ship, and they have encountered the flood on their own ship now. Uh, one managed to get onto the Prophet's, like, space station. <laughs> so the Arbiter's got to, like, cut through a whole bunch of the flood and try to beat them down. So they have to go back down to 
Halo, because that's where the key is for turning on Halo. So they need to still obtain the key for turning it on. Damn, like, my car doesn't even have a key. I have a keyless car. Right, and Halo has a key. Yeah. yeah. This is 25 it's, it's not a fob. <laughs> so they have to fight through a whole bunch of flood, and so they finally arrive to the temple where the key is kept. And just as they're arriving there, the humans are getting there as well. So this is not Master Chief, but we've got Sergeant Johnson and uh, Commander Keys' daughter, Miranda. I'm glad that Halo was included in Ready Player One, because holy Ready Player One. Right? Seriously. So the humans got there just before the Arbiter did, and they managed to get the key before they do. Arbiter ends up attacking Sergeant Johnson. Oof. Yeah, so it's it's a great scene because you're kind of rooting for both sides in this yeah. moment, you know? Because <laughs> you know Arbiter is... He is going for it for the profits, but he's also, you know, he's the guy you're playing as. So <laughs> yeah. you kind of do root for him. It was never his fault. No, it was never his fault, any of this. He's kind of playing for the wrong team and he doesn't realize it. Yeah, it's, he doesn't know better. No. He's just trying to not be dead because that was the only other option. Right. He just <laughs> he just wants to live and he's, he's kind of paying these guys back by working for them. He manages to not kill the humans, but he does end up beating the humans and he manages to get the key. And he's victorious and then the brutes show up. Oh no. And the brutes just do that thing with the fucking hammer again and suck the key out of Ugh. Arbiter's hand. And Arbiter's like... Why do you keep doing this? And then the brute just looks at him and goes, The prophets no longer trust you. You're fired. Oh, shit. And they knock Arbiter off and he gets thrown out into, like, into basically a bottomless pit. Okay, so he, like, Boba, he gets Boba Fetted? He gets Boba Fetted entirely. And honestly, he does go into kind of a Sarlacc pit because the creature we're about to meet very much resembles the Sarlacc. But we'll get into that here in just a second. Okay. So the Brutes, they end up taking Sergeant Johnson and uh, Commander Keys and taking them off in their ship along with the key to Halo. Can you imagine having to train for, like, being a POW with aliens? Right? Like, it's hard enough with humans. But See, holy oh, shit. They don't even have your food. Right? Like, the torture is on another level entirely. Yeah. Like, oh, bless their hearts. If they're going to feed you, it's going to be shit you've never encountered. I'm thinking too tactfully for this. My heart's breaking for, like, the wrong reasons. So I'm <laughs> like, God, their training situations must have been so difficult. It must be so much harder to serve your country. Right. Seriously. Hoorah. So now we have Master Chief knocked unconscious. With a tentacle! With the tentacle. Pulled underwater, and Arbiter having been thrown down a bottomless pit. Fortunately, we don't see it happen, but he is also caught up by the tentacle. Probably not related. Go on. <laughs> Actually, they're entirely related. No way! So now Arbiter finds himself strung up right next to Master Chief, and our two playable characters are finally side by side. Oh. And they finally actually meet. They'd never met each other before this point. <laughs> and they're not friendly with each other. Well, as you can imagine. Yeah, they've been enemies for a very, very long time. So let's talk about this creature that is come into their life. So this creature is called the Grave Mind. Um, you mean the Double Mouth? So it's a Double Mouth. It kind of, like I said, it it resembles the Sarlacc Pit from Star Wars, and I'm talking about that updated version where the the two different mouths are involved with it. You know, it's 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 almost like a Venus flytrap that has a human mouth inside of the Venus flytrap mouth. Ugh. You know, it, it's it's hideous. This is an ugly 
fucking creature. It's terrifying. And it's giant. Like, this thing's, what, 30 feet big? Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. yeah. Like, it is It is massive. And it is kind of the brain of the Flood. It is, you know, the Flood has one of those hive mind situations, I think, definitely. And Grave Mind is the one that controls all of them. It's so crazy. I just wrote double mouth worm and then a bunch of bad words. It's it's scary. I don't like it. So something Gravemind had done right after uh Prophet Regret was killed was also grabbed Prophet Regret and pulled him into this like, Son of like a an bitch. underground cavern of some kind, right? Yeah. Then he also got the monitor not from the first halo that they were on, but from the halo that they're currently on. Okay. So he's got that monitor in there as well. So we've got Prophet Regret and that monitor. We've got Arbiter and Master Chief. Sorry, there's a lot of people involved in this sequence. And this is a very long scene in the, like, this is a very long cut scene for the game because it kind of exposition dumps a whole shitload of stuff on people. Yeah. So here's basically what's going on is Gravemind has interrogated Prophet Regret, has found out about the Great Journey, and is like, you guys are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> He has the monitor explain to everybody the true history of Halo. And the true history of Halo is about the Forerunners. And what they had done was they created the Halos to stop the Flood. And to stop the Flood, they created the Halos to destroy everything in a 25 light year radius. So that way the Flood doesn't have any hosts to grab onto. Yeah. Prophet Regret hears this and he's like, oh, I didn't know that. He's a bad prophet. He ends up regretting his decision <laughs> to want go. to kill everybody. So he did end up dying, but in the end he is a little bit redeemed where he's like, oh damn, okay. Is he redeemed because he feels bad about some uh, shit? He, is that redemption? I think what he says is, alright, if I'd have known that I wouldn't have done. Oh, okay. I wasn't going I wouldn't have activated Halo if I'd have known that. Can't do shit about Dick for it now, bud. Yeah, he's dead now, so who gives a shit? Gravemind's like, listen, we're all enemies here. I hate you. We're the Flood. That's what we do. But I don't want to die. You don't want to die. And Covenant don't want to die. None of us here want to die. And these other two prophets are out there and they're going to activate Halo and kill everything. So right now, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. What do they do? They team up. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Are they like buddy cops? Do they put their backs together and cross their arms? No, they never interact again. Oh. Um, they actually end up getting sent in two separate directions because what you have is one has to stop Halo and the other one has to stop the flood from getting to Earth. Gotcha. Still. Yeah, that's uh, that's still Master Chief's kind of goal is to stop the the flood. He's that's still his whole deal. Yeah, he he Master Chief agrees to the mission because the mission really is to get the key and stop it. So they send him in two different directions to stop to get the key because they're not quite sure where the key is. Arbiter ends up going where the key is. Master Chief ends up going where the flood is. Gotcha. So it's not necessarily that that was what the Grave Mind sent him to do, but that is what it worked out. Yeah, that's worked out just fine for him. So yeah, Master Chief has his own plan. You know, if, if he has the opportunity to destroy Halo while all of this is at it, fucking great. He's going to do that as well. We're on the Covenant home ship. Uh, we're with Master Chief. He gets sent to their little home ship. The Prophets have the key and they're talking about taking the great journey to the Ugh. like remaining Covenant ideologists, I guess you would call them. Yikes. Yeah, followers. Yeah. Again, none of these people know that it means that everybody's going to die, but Master Chief just kind of teleports in like right in the middle of it. <laughs> and he's just like, peekaboo and just starts fucking killing everything in sight America! 
Yeah, he's just guns blazing kind of guy. He's the most rootin' tootin' marine of them all. He really is, but he's all alone, too. He's just totally soloing this, and he's just like, fuck it, let's go. Oh my god. So the prophets run. I mean, they run. They're, they're in hover chairs, like Yoda's in the Phantom Menace, where he's just yeah. in that, like little hover chair. These guys are just like little hover chairs, and they take off. The prophets end up giving the key to like their main brute guard, and he is going to go and activate Halo. But just as he's about to go off... The flood descend into their oh shit into their chamber and like the brutes are fighting them off. They're fighting them off, killing as many flood as they can. One of the face huggers manages to latch onto Prophet Mercy. Oh damn! And just as the brute is going up to remove the face hugger from Prophet Mercy, Prophet Truth goes, "Leave it." <laughs> Let him go. Big dick energy. Yeah. So now there's just one prophet left. And so this prophet's mission is like, all right, my ship is infected by flood. I'm going to send this brute to go activate Halo. And I'm going to take this ship to Earth. And I'm just going to crash land the flood onto Earth. Oh, that's terrifying. Right. So that's his entire mission now for Prophet Truth is he's going to crash land the flood onto Earth. Oh, shit. So Master Chief pulls up just as the Prophet is like taking off in one direction and the Brute is heading off in the other direction to the Halo. And he turns around and he sees... The other Prophet Mercy was like still struggling with this face hugger, right? <laughs> and Master Chief walks up, just pulls the face hugger off. He's like, So, where's your buddy going? <laughs> I saved your life. Tell me where they're going. Yeah. So he explains the plan to him. Like, yeah, one's heading off to Earth. The other one's heading off to Halo. And so Master Chief's like, all right, I know Arbiter's down on Halo. That's his mission. I got to go save Earth right now. So Master Chief has to chase after uh, Prophet Truth's ship. And, you know, it's a whole sequence and everything. But he does manage to get onto the ship. Once he gets onto the ship, he has to start fighting through a whole bunch of flood that's like in the room that he's in. Uh. I mean, he, it, this is a very, very heavily infected ship. And so it's Oof. like... It's Covenant that are infected. It's it's everything. It's really bad in there, but he does manage to get it, to kill everything. Prophet Truth managed to get onto an escape hatch. God damn it. I know. This, this guy just, he is, he's a runner. This slippery he, son. He is a slippery fuck. And so Master Chief's like, all right, I got to go after him. And Cortana's like, listen, I got to stay here. And Master Chief's like, why? She's like, if they activate Halo, I have to destroy it. And I'm the only one that can do that. I need to stay behind you need to go after Prophet Truth and just, and stop him. So Master Chief's like, oh, fuck, all right. And like, he ends up leaving Cortana in a Covenant ship, which is oh, shit. very dangerous. If you remember from the first game, like the whole purpose was to keep Cortana away from the Covenant. <laughs> Don't let them get her in their computers. Yeah. But she's just like, I gotta stay. I, this is literally what I have to do. Yeah. So Master Chief ends up getting onto, finally, Prophet Truth's fucking ship. It goes through one of those little portals again and disappears off. And then we cut back to the Arbiter. The Arbiter. Because, damn it, if this game doesn't cut back and forth between these characters. (laughs) So we catch up with Arbiter, like, immediately as he teleports onto Halo. And for some reason, as soon as he teleports onto Halo, his one general buddy is just, like, just wanders up on him. He's like, oh, hey, Arbiter, you're over here. Oh, hi, Arbiter. Yeah, it's very casual, too. He's just like, oh, this is my buddy Arbiter. Okay. There you go. I'm, I'm glad we ran into you. By the way, we should go. And so Arbiter explains to his friend, like, so, things have changed. Yeah. Slight plan. Let's take down the cult. Like, all right. So we're we're unemployed. <laughs> uh, we've all been fired. The brutes have taken over, and the prophets are all liars, and they're gonna kill fucking everybody. So we need to fight back against everything that we've always lived for and believed in. And his general buddy's like, all right. <laughs> 
I'm not going to question it. You've always been pretty straightforward with me. I'm not going to doubt you. We were worshipping circles, man. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Seriously. We're worshipping rings in the sky. Like, what else? Let's do something else. Yeah, I can read a book. So Arbiter and his buddy have to, like, fight through a fuck ton of these brutes. And they finally come upon one of the brutes with Sergeant Johnson. He's basically about to execute Sergeant Johnson. Ugh. Arbiter instead goes invisible and then, you know fucks everybody up instead and he kills all the brutes and all the bad guys in the area and he saves sergeant johnson because he recognizes that this is one of master chief's friends good they hate each other yeah yeah johnson and arbiter already immediately hate each other from the get-go but despite their differences they're like we need to team up because again halo's just gonna fucking kill everything and we're just all trying to stop halo from blowing up so they steal one of those giant tanks. Remember the, the four-legged spider tank we talked about? Oh, yeah. They get to steal one of those. And they just go through this fucking, like, through the fucking halo, just destroying everything in sight. That's great. And it's pretty fun. And then they come upon the temple with the with the fucking on switch. And so they're like, all right, let's blow up the fucking temple. So they blow up the temple and then they realize, well, the on switch is like underground. It's like it? still up in there, huh? Yeah, I guess that's not really going to do much. So we kind of just made it more difficult yeah, on ourselves. Yeah, now we just blew up the entrance, but... Now it's messy. <laughs> we made it messy. So Arbiter's like, all right, I got to go in for this. Once he gets in there, the big like hulking brute, the one that took the key, right? So the big brute has got Miranda Keys. And something we learned in the first game was that only certain species can activate a halo. Oh. Uh, like the monitors, they can't activate the halo by themselves. They need like a human or a covenant or the brutes for some reason are not on the list of species Good. that can activate the halo. Fuck them. So the big brute's there and he's going to try to get Miranda Keys to activate the halo. And she's just like... No, I'm not going to do that, but he's, you know, going to try to torture her, whatever. And Arbiter comes in and he tells them to stop. He looks at everybody and looks at the brutes and he's like, I don't think you guys understand what you're doing right now. It's kind of like Jesus up on the fucking cross saying, forgive them, Lord, they know not what they do. Mm -hmm. But he's sitting there saying, you guys are stupid. And so he says the Oracle, who's also there, that monitors is there from the first Halo. And he says, tell them what they're fucking doing right now. Yeah. And so the monitor tells them, he explains everything about Halo, how it's going to destroy everything. And the fucking brutes are just like, Duh. No, <laughs> we're going to do it anyway. They're like, sounds great. Let's double down. Yeah. So they're just, they're pig headed and Boo. yeah, they're just, you know, they still want to do it because that's their mission and that's what they got to do. That's, they're what I thought the Halo fans were. Right. One thing that they do find out though, is that the forerunners who built the Halos accidentally activated one. Oh shit. And ended up killing themselves. Huh. So that was one of the little like oopsies. Yeah, oopsies that occurred throughout history, which I don't know why they bring that up, but they also they do just like to mention they're like, oh yeah, and the forerunners totally fucked themselves. Even. Yeah. <laughs> like they built these things and they died because these of These are unstable. The brutes are terrible. I don't like them. It's one of those situations where the key gets activated by accident. Oh no. And the entire um halo starts powering up. Oh shit. And so now we're fighting through this whole battle. And it, it's again, it's not like you activate Halo and it, it's on and it, it blows up. It's now it's got to power up. It's got to do its whole fucking thing. Yeah. So now there's a huge big battle and it's a hard battle, honestly. Like it's uh, the entire Covenant group that you have left that's still alive, your general buddy and you, and you guys are fighting this brute. And that brute is, is tough. I remember playing that. That was, that was fucking hard. 
the big fight's over. You kill the brute. You manage to turn off Halo. It powers down. It stops. Everything's oh, okay. Good. Okay, so we, we stop Halo. It's not going to blow up. And then the monitor comes over. He's like, so we got a problem. <laughs> and Arbiter's like, what's the problem now? I stopped the, bl- the explosion from happening. Why is there still a problem? See how we're not dead? And the monitor explains, well, the other seven Halos, this is where we find out there's seven more. So there's eight total right now. Eight total halos. Oh, shit. He says, the other seven halos, once one of them gets activated, they all go into standby mode. So they can be activated remotely without needing to be on the halo itself and doing this whole thing that we're kind of doing right this now. This bullshit. All this shit is bypassed. Oh, no. And Arbiter's like, why the fuck is that a system? He's like, for safety purposes. And he's like, okay, so how do they activate these remotely? And he's like, well, fortunately, there's only one location in the universe where you can activate them remotely, and it's at this place called the Ark. And Arbiter's like, all right, so where's the Ark? Yeah. So we cut back to Master Chief. Son of a bitch! <laughs> I know. It's frustrating. Like I said, the whole theme of this game is cliffhangers. Fuck you. They just like leaving you on cliffhangers. So we're back with Master Chief and he's entering Earth's atmosphere and it's outside of it. And he sees that the ship that he's on is about to be blown up by the like the Earth Space Force, right? Oh shit. So the Earth Space Force aiming right at the ship because it's got Prophet Truth on it. He radios into his like commander. Like he's like the big, big, big head leader of the entire military. Right, the Steve Carell of Space Force. Exactly. He radios into him. He's like, hey, hey, don't blow this shit up, up on. I'm on it. Don't, don't kill us, please. So the commander's like, why are you here? What's going on? He's like, I'm here because they're here to, to bring the flood to Earth. And I'm here to bring the pain. Hey! Cut to credits. Wait, shut the fuck up. That's it. <gasps> no! So the Arbiter is out just like, I have to stop like seven more Halos yep. before someone beats me to the Ark and turns on seven other Halos. Yep. And Master Chief is like, let's fucking... The Covenant let's and, go. and the Flood are both invading Earth and he is there to handle shit, but we don't get to handle shit with That's him. That's kind of bullshit. Kind of a lot, right? What the fuck? So I remember when we talked about the crunch culture of this game, one of the things they made a decision on was they had the decision of, do we include everything we wanted, but it'll be at a lower quality? Or do we cut some things that we really wanted and keep a high quality? Uh, I mean, like, honestly, the franchise is still going strong, so clearly they were fine. Right. It didn't, you know, it didn't hurt them. Some of the things they learned from this game, again, like I said, gamers hate playing as the villain. <laughs> we never play as Arbiter again. Oh no, but he, he has a mission. He's he's in the game. Oh. You know, he's in three. Uh, I haven't played four. I don't know much about four. I don't know if he shows up in that or any other games. But I know in three, he, he's still in it. He's not a non-entity. He's just, you don't get to play him as him anymore. Because oh. people got so butthurt about it. That's too bad. But yeah, that's Halo 2. Uh, it, again, it's revolutionary game. Totally. It had some really great guns, uh, great great, great gunplay for a first-person shooter. It revolutionized online play. I played through the Anniversary Edition recently. That's the pretty one. That's the pretty one. I don't think it holds up to shooter standards today, personally. Okay. One of the things that I saw in the documentary, it really bothered me when I heard somebody say this. And he said, if you can create 30 seconds of fun 
you can stretch that out into an entire game. Ooh. Right? No, that's icky. It is, isn't it? That's real icky. It's really icky. And I didn't like that. And and I heard that after playing the game, I stopped playing the game because I kind of got bored with it. Because yeah. what it really felt like was walk to a map, shoot a whole bunch of bad guys, another wave of bad guys come, shoot them, and then move on. Yeah. That was the whole game. The story that happens in between those scenes is what makes it so exciting. It makes it so much fun. The music in the game, groundbreaking. Fucking awesome. Great songs. But at the end of the day, it was just walk to an area, shoot, walk to another area. So you get it. Yeah, I get it. That So that gameplay itself wasn't too fun. But again, that's based on today's standards, which are much higher. Totally. That's fair. How did you feel about it? Um, It was fun as an outsider who's not going to play them. Um, <laughs> I just, zero desire. But like, that's okay. No, like the story is really cool. I didn't realize it would be a political thriller. <laughs> I didn't give it enough credit there. Um, yeah. I want to th- run through some of the casting because their IMDb page was insane. Oh yeah. They have so many celebrities wanted to be involved in this. Yeah. So the Arbiter is voiced by Keith David mm-hmm. who, from Armageddon and The yeah. Thing and in Princess and the Frog, he's the bad guy. Right. Perfect. Um, Ron Perlman's in this. Mm-hmm. David Cross is in this. Yep. Orlando Jones is a Marine. Um, Brian Posehn's in this. Yep. There's like some random comedy throws in there. Um, Laura Prepon and Michelle Rodriguez are in this. Oh, of course Michelle Rodriguez is in this. Just as herself. Just like chilling. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then under random voices, just like making grunts. Rami Malek. What? First, so... e- first Egyptian Oscar winner, Rami Malek, got to play in a video game where Cairo exploded. Wow. It's fine. Um, I mean, he might have played like a human in Cairo or something. Going, you know? oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh time. my goodness. Isn't I had, that crazy? That's that's a pretty good early one. Good early catch. Yeah. And um, Yuri Lowenthal, who's Spider-Man Spider-Man, now. yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, And then Master Chief is voiced by Steve Downs, who turned 70 this year. 70? Yeah. No, Master Chief 70, everybody. Now. So, I mean, he was 54 when he was Master Chief in this one. Yeah. Well, when this still, came out. still, that's wild. His voice is great. And, like, he brings some sass to it. And he started doing voiceover in 99. So this isn't, like, this isn't one of a thousand credits. This is one of, like, nine credits. Oh, and wow. the so first five are all Halos. Like, he's mostly Master Chief. He's been a couple of voices in a few other things, but he's Master Chief. Wow. That's and that's an iconic voice, too. It's, it's one people try to imitate and rarely do yeah so fun fact yeah um and then i had some random notes on this please but i'm just gonna i'm gonna rapid fire them at you please do um an edit of her but it's master chief and cortana kind of touched on that a little bit um a web series of cortana on her days off cortana doesn't get days off though side note vision question mark question mark <laughs> wandavision yeah okay <laughs> but with cortana vision right cortana vision they they, they understand each other <laughs> <laughs> on that like i'm your virtual assistant thing right she does get like uploaded into his head a lot all right cortana versus good janet okay i like that good janet versus cortana yeah i mean i would take good janet right any day of the week but still cortana versus bad janet cortana cortana big versus dink Cortana versus beige accounting Janet. (laughs) Neutral Janet? Yeah. No, I would take Cortana. Cortana versus disco Janet. Disco Janet. Cortana versus Derek. Derek? (laughs) End of series Derek. I'll give you this. End of series Derek, where he's like... Where he's a floating head. floating head. (laughs) Yeah, I'd take Derek. Okay. That'd be entertaining anyway. I have two more for you. I am the Derek. Yeah. 
And she'd be like, okay, <laughs> you look like the guy from the league. <laughs> Who has gotten more people to enlist in the armed forces? Master Chief or Captain America? Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Heavy hitting. Oof. I'm going to say Master Chief. Really? And here's the reason why is that we never got like a first person shooter perspective from Captain America. Okay. So I think a lot of people got to play that fantasy as children and then were like, yeah, I want to do this as a grown up as opposed to being like, I can be Captain America because they also saw Captain America as somebody just, I mean, they both got super soldier serums like injected into them. They got some shit going on with like soldier 76 in the middle. Yeah. With being like partial (laughs) serum, partial like gear. Right. Um, I'm going to give it to Master Chief though. You know, he looks more traditionally military. They refer to him as, as part of the Marines, you know. Constantly. With Captain America, he's more of America's soldier as he is opposed to being a part of any specific branch that's fair you know they do name drop army but he's not like and i'm an army of one slash the avengers yeah like he's still like well i'm kind of a patriot not necessarily affiliated with a branch yeah i, I would never fair. affiliate him with a branch of the military okay that's fair whereas was... master chief is specifically marines gotcha that does make sense what is better graphics 2014's halo remastered halo 2 remastered or Mark Ruffalo in the Hulkbuster outfit in oh Civil War. Oh my god, <laughs> that's not Endgame. fair at all. It's going to be Halo all the way. Nothing looks worse than Mark Ruffalo in the Hulkbuster armor in Infinity War. And this is the hill you die on. <laughs> Sorry, that's just, I was watching it and was like, this is beautiful. But there are some things today that aren't as beautiful, despite having more resources and should be better. Mark Ruffalo in Hulkbuster. <laughs> it looks pretty bad. Yeah, it's so, like, it logically doesn't make sense. Right, right. When your logic is gone, what do you have left? Well, what I can say is if you guys enjoyed that again watch that documentary the making of halo 2 also just check out halo 2 the movie the director's cut on youtube really puts the story into a great like straightforward storyline they incorporate some of the actual fighting into the game into the like the storyline really well uh really enjoyed that Uh, that's something that andrea and i watched together so that way she could get up to date on you know the story of halo 2 Yeah, and in my research, I also watched the Vine where all the young men start singing the theme song in the bathroom, so I would also suggest that. Yeah, uh, and I think on that note, Goombas, Uh... we'll just leave you with them. Yeah. All right, everybody, have a good one. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 